Now we'll just touch on on, on, an, on another the following parsha. For those of you, I hope most all, if not all of you, are familiar with the subject which concerns the in Pashat Chukat, chapter nineteen. Chapter nineteen. I I'm going to gloss over this uh, briefly because there is another very important subject that I would like to discuss in Chukat, which seems to have no relevance to this uh, important subject of Para Aduma, the Red Haifa. Now, I don't know since when, but let's say for a very, very long time, the subject of Red Haifa is a subject that should not be discussed. Why? Because it says in chapter 19, verse 2, Zot chukat atorah asher tziva Hashem lemor. This is the statute of the law which the Lord hath commanded. And once the word chukat has been associated and brought into focus on any particular subject, generally the conclusion of that word is this is something we cannot understand. We cannot understand. Now, to the dismay of all those rabbis who are still to this present day of that opinion, let me say that Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, who has, I believe, proper credentials, disagrees and says that there is nothing, I shouldn't say nothing, there is almost nothing that concerns this aspect of the red haifa that does not relate to an understanding of what the essence is all about. But it says, Chukat, statute. Statute meaning there is no understanding. And that I wish to state at this moment, that according to Rabbi Shimon, is a total corruption and is a total ignorance of the essence of what is taking place here. The Red Haifa. What was the Red Haifa about? The Torah says that in this combination of taking this Red Haifa, it must be read very clearly. It must be read. It must be para. It must be a Haifa or a cow. Tmima, without a blemish. Faultless. Again, if if you were to read the um, the just just a translation, it, it's a, it's 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 totally incomprehensible because it says already tmima. Now, if you know what tmima means in Hebrew, it means faultless. Means there's nothing wrong with it. And then what does it say? It has no blemish. Well, of course, if it's tamima, then obviously there is no blemish. Why is there a repetition of the word? And asher lo ala aleha ol. And because, you know, on a, on a ox or, or some other work animal, you put a, uh, a yoke around it. So you steer it or it pulls and so on. On this animal, there was never, never presented upon her all. All doesn't make too much sense or logic. However, 
the Zohar, well, before that, what was the purpose? The purpose here was that if there occurred a kind of Tumah, Tumah means uncleanliness, and of course, that also is a corruption of the word uncleanliness because there's another word for clean. What's the word for clean? Naki. Naki. And if it's not Naki, it's low Naki, right? And then there's a word, Tuma. How many words do you need for unclean, right? Tuma. Well, uh, Eitan knows a little more Hebrew than I do. Meluchlach is another word for uncleanliness. I mean, how many words do you need? All right? But in any event... What's that? What? Different levels? (laughs) All right. Well... You know what they say about a diamond? Yeah. It comes out with the greatest the greatest covering of lichluch, right? It comes out black. Is that correct? I don't know if the the same letters as the word atum. Atum is the opposite of transparent. Of atum. Man, Aleph, like atum is Aleph, man, which is the opposite of transparent. That means it doesn't let the... Opaque. It's opaque. Opaque. Yes, it's opaque. It's opaque. It's opaque. And yet, it also could mean Adam. Right? Adam, the negative part of Adam. Well... Adam for wrong. Well, is Adam wrong? Adam is nothing wrong with it. That's correct. That's correct. In any event, the purpose of the Haifa, according to the uh, Torah, according to the uh, Torah, was to remove uncleanliness. Why? And furthermore, what about we here today? Who can't make you, or maybe we can, but in any event, we don't have a red Haifa today. So, why do we need why do we need this subject? I mean for the purpose of study. And why should it be mentioned and why should it be read in the uh, Beta Knesset? Once a year at least it's read in the Beta Knesset. For what purpose? Unless you just, you know, you just like to hear the tone of uh, the reading of the Torah, but, you know, it could be any subject. It didn't have to be this one. The rabbi always says that that's one of those things we we're not supposed to understand. And of course, we Jews are the most obedient Jews, uh, most obedient people in the world, and so we accept it. What, what do you. Don't you dare try to Right, right. Okay? There's no reason. Right. Well, no, no, they say more than that. But in any event, just, uh, just superficially, from the description of the Zohar, Aduma, if you hear the word aduma, you know immediately it means what? Left column. Means left column. Tmima, what does that mean? 
Completeness. Completeness. Completeness has nothing to do with having a blemish or not. What is completeness? We just discussed what completeness means. You can have opposites. You can have opposites, and yet they can be part of one unified whole. Right? And so, what the, what the Torah is making an attempt to describe here is that whatever was happening was to take together a channel of energy, which is the cow, which is the para. Why the para? Why not another animal? I can't answer that. It could have been... It could have been... Yes. Why? The question is why. Why should the ox be left column? Right? He could have chosen... He could have chosen another animal, right? Yeah, but we know that the show is unfair. only because it has been chosen and designated as a left column animal. So we know it is from the left column. Right. But the question was why was this animal chosen to be the channel for left column energy, for negative energy? That is what the Torah says, Chukata Torah. That I don't understand, meaning not that I don't understand, but why he would choose this particular animal and not another is something that is not even that necessary. But in any event, what the Torah is telling us here is this, that like people, we describe as some people, oh, he's so negative. He is very positive. Well, what, what, what are we implying when we discuss someone being negative and someone being positive? What, what does that mean? It means that this person is actually channeling negative vibration or negative fields of energy, and a positive person is transmitting, emitting positive fields of energy. So that even exists by an individual. But the difference is that an individual has free will and choice to either once act as a channel for positive to positivity or act as a channel for negativity. The, the animal kingdom has no free will. They have been designated as positive channels or negative channels. We learn from the Torah, we learn from the Torah that the ox or the para is the channel for negative energy. What is Tameh? We said that this is coming to cleanse, cleanse, if we can use that word, but it doesn't mean that. It means rather to restore a circuit of energy. When a person becomes Tameh, it means not uncleanliness, it means he has become short-circuitness. He has now generated an aspect, you know, if you have a flow of energy, there's a completeness, like in the bulb. The moment short-circuitness takes over, well, what do you have? Darkness. Closed. Opaque. You can't see through. The person has become closed. Closed to his detriment. Because we usually know a person who is open-minded, a person who can see things all around him, can then take it all and, and, and come to some form of a logical conclusion. But if we, we, when we discuss individual who we say he's closed-minded, is, is, is that a liability? Of course it is. When he's closed-minded, meaning he's not taking all of the facts that are presented 
in his daily life, taking them all together, trying to understand all of these factors. Because what will an accountant tell a businessman who fails? You forgot to take into account this, that, or the other thing. So he failed. The same way as people fail in their life for the reason, oh, had I known this or had I known that? The question is, why didn't you know? Why didn't you know? Because you were close to a certain extent or to a certain area. This whole aspect of the Haifa was to open up the individual, to remove the Tamei, remove that opaqueness, to remove that closed-mindedness so that you can see almost from beginning to end the whole picture, like when you want to build a building. It's only a fool who would say, I'll plan the 84th floor without planning the foundation. He's got to see the whole building, not to see the conclusion, the 84th floor, because he may never get to the 84th floor. The purpose of the Red Haifa was to choose an animal, choose an animal that was designated at the time of creation in Genesis for the purpose of channeling the most intensified negative form of energy. Why? Why? Because it is only where you have the most intensified form of energy is where you can have the most intensified flow of energy. A generator or a five-watt bulb, what is the difference? One generates a greater intensity of energy and the five-watt bulb, very little. Why? Because there's very little negativity. There's very little power drawing that electricity or that electrical current into the bulb. Being a scientist, meaning, understanding what makes things work the way they should, they chose the red hypha, red and hypha, and not have any blemishes. What does it mean? There was no... Because anything that could disrupt the flow of energy, which is all that this is about, which in any way could disrupt the flow of energy, would not produce the desired result, which would be what? Restoring a complete flow of energy. So the red heifer is not something we do not discuss. On the contrary, the Zohar discusses it in complete detail. And when you understand it, and this would take us more than even one session to go through this aspect. However, for those of you who have the Zohar, I recommend even just scanning. For those of you, when you go next time to listen to the story of the Red Hyper as it is read in the Betach uh, and if you don't know why you're there, as the Zohar says, most people, now this is not what I'm saying, most people who attend the Betach go out empty. But what was the reason for going there in the first place? To get together with your friends might be a reason. But then you can get together with your friends at the side of a pool on a hot day. Why go to a Beta Knesset? There are many other places where you can enjoy the company of your friends. Must it only be in the Beta Knesset? In any event, the reason why we hear the reading of this of the Torah on Shabbat, incidentally, concerning the Red Haifa, which is for most Jews who still go to a Beta Knesset on Shabbat, 
is the tradition. It's read, we listen, and we go home. No, when we hear the reading via that scroll, and the purpose of the scroll, you know why, what that does, it takes us back in time. The scroll, the reading of the Torah on Shabbat, and again, that has been discussed elsewhere, permits us to go back to the time when there was this Haifa, when there was this form of restoration for those who, for whatever reason, have created negative flows of energy in their life and have created short-circuitness in their own lives, how do you restore it? How do you, again, provide an influx of energy, of energy not to be drained, not to be burnt out, is by listening to this particular reading in the Beta Knesset on Shabbat, because you go back to the time when this was established, and at that moment you are drawing, not to the physical extent of, of what took place there, but you will be drawing the equivalency of that kind of energy when you connect via the Torah to this energy. So the reading of this section is not merely to just review another part of the Torah, which seems to be meaningless for most of us today, but actually to connect to that procedure. And that procedure was the most powerful restoration of energy, of anything, of anything, that even the high priest could establish. The restoration of energy, even that the high priest on Yom Kippur, he did not restore energy. He was a channel for bringing down that kind of energy. But the restoration of individual energy for the individual was the red hyphen. So this, this was a significance.